consume and share news today. It is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online from the hottest issues of trends for our daily social media. I minute. Mean, we're joined by Yurika in the studio. Good morning. Good morning. Because one of our listeners asked, I will ask you to, from the Blue Dragon Film Awards over the weekend, did yeah. you see JYP's performance? I did. <laughs> <laughs> did everyone see JYP's performance? What did you think? Okay, so there's a lot of hate online, and I understandably... Yes, it, it was a lot to take in. Yeah. It was pretty um, adventure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the man, since his debut, you know what? He's always been at the center of controversy. He's always marched a beat of his own yeah. drum. So maybe we should just acclimate and realize this is just the way JYP yeah, does things. Totally. And although at the time we touted as kind of a K-pop failure, I mean, he sort of paved the way with, you know, oh, the absolutely. Wonder Girls and Rain yeah. and like, look where they are now. That's right. Okay, you know what? I'll just leave it there. <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, it's quite a seat to be seen. Check it out. All right, let's jump into our first buzzword <laughs> of the day. Black Friday sees record online sales of close to $10 billion in yep. the U.S. That's it's a lot a of money. Wow. That's a lot of money. Uh, shoppers were excited about <laughs> hunting for deals uh, online. Uh, and I stress online. This Black Friday, uh, sales revenue from online shopping uh, reached a record $9.8 billion, which is up 7.5% compared to last year. And this is according to a report from Adobe. I guess it makes sense because Black Friday sales usually in the U.S. is outrageously affordable. These yep. become like fraction of the price. That's right. Everything is expensive. Did you shop? I did a <laughs> lot. And I'm not quite sure who I'm benefiting. Like maybe people I'm shopping for. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what field of growth of mobile transactions is such highs this year? Yeah. So according to lead analyst at Adobe Digital Insights, Vivek Pandya, uh, more than half of that revenue what, $9.8 billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so half of that is $5.3 billion, roughly, uh, came from influencers and social media advertising. Who's, who's surprised? Nobody. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> no one. So the tradition mm. of Black Friday still remains mm. strong with American consumers. Some are still queuing up, yeah. lining up to get their goods. But the consumer paradigm certainly has changed. You know, I I never lived in the U.S. I mean, my, my dad did work in Washington, D.C. for a while. But anyways, uh, that was pretty much the only time I went to visit them. Mm. So I'm not... I never grew up with this Black Friday culture. I'm telling you, you're not really missing out because it's messy. And uh, <laughs> the thing is, if you grew up in Korea yep. for a part of your life, uh, we're kind of spoiled. We get these late night markets mm. in Dongdaemun. And so yeah. it's it's familiar side. I think for Americans where everything closes early. That's right. Relatively speaking, it's kind of a treat. Yeah. I know my sister did some shopping. I mean, she lived in New York for okay. seven years working there. Okay, so, so now so. she lives in like the heart <laughs> of shopping. That's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, game. I know, right? <laughs> so anyways, a consumer have moved on from the days <laughs> of waking up super early in the morning, yeah. you know, sort of like wading through crowds of busy shoppers mm. and uh, waiting for hours in really long lines to make a purchase. Uh, and a lot of these sales are 
a lot of these transactions are being done online. That's a big shift because yep. honestly, I, I not only have I waited in lines for yep. these Black Friday sales, only to walk away with a few DVDs back then uh, because <laughs> no, I, yeah, I wasn't the first one in line to get the the half off TV because yep. you had to be like the first one yeah. there, and I was like the tenth or eleventh. Uh, I've also worked during Black Friday of as course. a retailer, and mm. it was god awful. <laughs> I bet. Oh my goodness. People are asking for stocks, and you're like. I, I have no idea. Like it becomes a mess so fast. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's not very practical <laughs> in a digitized age, uh -huh. which makes sense why going right. online makes more sense. Let's take a closer look at the insights. Yeah. So experts say that uh, the rise in the number of uh, or the percentage of transactions taking place online uh, was probably fueled by the pandemic. Mm. Pandemic most likely helped accelerate this shift. Retailers have reduced store hours since push for more deals online, things like that. And you know what? Computers are so much better at looking for stock for you yep. anyway. They'll be the first ones to know we're out of stock. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So how are in-store purchases compared to last year? So Adobe's report didn't track in-store retail purchases, but an analysis from MasterCard found that in-store purchases were up a little more than 1% compared to last year. Now, by comparison, e-commerce sales jumped by 8.5%, which showed that and more shoppers are choosing to make purchases online. And I'm really interested to see if this is a trend that's going to continue moving forward. Wouldn't it? I mean, it's just more convenient. Yeah, it's more convenient. And you can you can shop. Well, just, you know, you, your, your butt can be glued to the seat of your chair and you can <laughs> make all these purchases. Because if, if you look at, you know, more traditional mm -hmm. brick and mortar shops, what they're doing is, as we've talked about on this yep. segment, trying to make the experience in the store more exclusive and more fun. Yep. Arts on the wall and bigger, more elaborate stores so they need a little bit more of the wow factor that's right to get us out of our seats yep. away from the computer <laughs> yeah. and into the stores and, yes and i'm telling you this is just a more convenient way to shop but shopping isn't over because we have cyber monday Right. Uh. <laughs> so the Cyber Monday, as you all probably know, it's the e-commerce <laughs> extravaganza that's designated for the Monday after Thanksgiving. It's expected to bring in a record $12 billion in online sales this year. And this is, again, according to Adobe's forecasts. You know what retailers try to do? They try to one-up each other. So instead of designated Cyber Mondays, <laughs> they started already yeah. with like a Cyber Thursday or a Wednesday. And every year it seems to come earlier, right. just like Christmas. Did you see the declarations yes, go first right. week of November? Yep. Okay. All right, let's jump into our second buzzword of the day. Uh, everyday heroes, they really do come from all walks of life. I'm not quite sure if I would have had the response time mm -hmm. as this man did, seeing a taxi going up in flames. That's right. Uh, his name is Yusedim. Uh, he's a 34-year-old man, and he's going to be presented with a letter of appreciation for rescuing a taxi driver mm. uh, who was in his seven. Uh, basically, his uh, electric vehicle, mm. his taxi in Busan, it went up in flames uh, last week. Uh, you know, and the this man Yusedim was passing by when he saw the taxi, you know, catch fire, and the taxi had apparently crashed into a shop. And you guys know the nature of EVs, right? Yeah. The flames are much more difficult to extinguish. That's right. And again, arriving in that sort of golden time frame mm. is key to saving a life. Yeah. So he. He ran to the burning vehicle to help pull out the driver mm -hmm. who looked like he was stuck inside the car. Uh, 
the door on the driver's side of the taxi was open, according to reports, but the driver had difficulty unbuckling mm-hmm. his uh, safety belt. Uh, so according to local media reports, uh, the driver sustained severe burns on his body, uh, but is conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, in an interview with the local media, this man, you said, said that, you know, he could think of nothing else, but that he just had to save this man. Okay. And he later told reporters that he didn't think twice after he saw the driver's clothes and, you know, parts of his body catch fire. And you can see just another civilian running with like, yeah. a fire extinguisher and all of this effort really does help, right? Mm. Uh, we, we always assume that EV fires are relatively rare. That's right. Uh, I mean, they are relatively okay. rare, but EV fires can be really difficult to extinguish. You mentioned it before. Mm. Because of something called thermal runway, runaway in lithium-ion batteries. So what happens is when lithium-ion batteries are overheated, battery cell temperature can surge up to 1,000 degrees Celsius. That's more than 1,800 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, now, this is what makes the fires so difficult to put out because batteries can apparently reignite uh, even after the fire is under control. Okay. So in this case, firefighters had to immerse the electric vehicle in a mobile pool mm. to contain the fire, and it took them 50 minutes mm. to completely extinguish the fire. Without the mobile pool, it would take like four right. Six hours. That's right. right. So the fire cost an estimated 50 million won in damages to the car and the shop. Mm -hmm. Uh, The police and local fire authorities are currently investigating this case. All right. So we're not exactly sure why the accident happened and why the fire broke up, but the driver Mm -hmm. seems to be safe. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our final buzzword of the day. Now, taking fan service to a whole new level. I mean, it (laughs) seems that celebrities and and sports stars, they make promises to their fans and some some really go out of their ways to keep them. That's right. Um, You know, we're going to end today segment with more feel-good story. Uh, So we're going to rewind to March of 2023, earlier this year, March 30th. It was KBO Media Day. Uh, A fan of the baseball team, LG Twins, made a special request to team captain Oji Hwan at the time. Uh, The fan, who was planning to get married at the end of the year, asked a a rather unusual request (laughs) to Oji Hwan. He said, if LG Twins wins the Korean series this year and you end up being named the most valuable player, would you officiate my wedding? I mean, for the record, now we know what happened. (laughs) But back then, just even the diehard fans. He was probably, he probably thought he was making some wild conjecture, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways. Now we know. They won. Yes. You know what? The cool thing is, though, (laughs) uh, at the time, even Oji won, he probably had no idea that they were going to win. So he actually smiled and replied, regardless of whether we win or not, Ah! I will definitely officiate your wedding uh, and you know everyone cheered there were fans from what 10 different clubs present at yeah. media day yeah. everyone was like you know clapping and cheering yeah it and was a moment it ended there it ended there yeah now eight months have passed <laughs> that's right <laughs> and in that time lg conquered the korean series for the first time in close to three decades and not only that oji Hwan played a stellar <laughs> role he hit home runs in three consecutive games and he earned the series mvp mm-hmm. uh, and true to his word, Oji Hwan fulfilled his championship <laughs> promise. Just yesterday, he and his wife co-officiated the wedding uh, of the LG fan Kim Nam Hyun 
at uh, a hotel in Cheongdamdong in Seoul. That's incredibly nice. I mean, that's a beautiful story. And yeah. I think it says a lot about the person that's right. behind the star. He didn't power. have to. Of course not. Right. And I think even the fan could have understood, right? But and, he uh, good. Yes, yesterday he, he said it feels great to end the year on a high note, having fulfilled a promise I made on Media Day to win both the championship and the MVP and to officiate at a fan's wedding. And he offered his blessings to the couple. Uh, He said, I'm really happy to have kept my promise and celebrate the marriage with such joy. What a beautiful story. Start on a high note, guys. (laughs) It would be a wish come true for anyone. Happy Monday, by the way. Happy Monday, everyone. (laughs) Thanks, Erica. Pleasure. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.